0: Hey, Connie. How are you? Hey, Scotty. I'm good. And you?
1: I am good. I have been shopping. I'm shopping for a sofa. That's my that's my big thing today. I've got family coming for the holidays. And I need to replace that sofa and bring our other sofa up to my office. uh, So we have a because it's a sleeper because I'm going to need the extra sleeping space. So I've been shopping, shopping, shopping. And uh, I like it. I like shopping. Do you like shopping?
0: I love shopping. I love shopping. <laughs> and this is the time of year I shop because I have two, two of my daughters have birthdays in November and then Christmas right after that. So yeah, I, yeah, it's shopping season for sure.
1: Yeah, it is. And that reminds me, I've got some birthday presents to buy for November too, which I need to do right away um, because November is going to be here before you know it and like five days. But let me ask you about this. Have you ever shopped for a car at an auto show?
0: I have not but i think it's a fantastic place to shop for an auto, for for a new car at an auto show because you can see so many different models in the same place
1: yeah and so i will say i have i do shop at auto shows and think i i think about should i buy this car should i right. test drive this car i feel like at an auto show the i get the chance to see cars side by side and rule stuff out Um, Oh, yeah, that the I don't know, I just the color looked good on the Internet. But now that I see it in person, I don't like it. Or, um, oh, this cloth, this cloth interior did not look lovely. And now that I'm sitting in it, I'm thinking I really like it, which that would be a shocker if I ever said I liked cloth interior. But um, but you know what I mean? You get to test out or to see, you know, is the leather as good as the leatherette? Uh, Could you live with the leatherette that costs a quarter of the price of the leather? Um, One of the cars that shocked me the most when I saw it at the auto show, which only was last year, by the way, I think I want to, I know we were together and I want to say it was New York, but it might've been LA might've been LA was the Chevy tracks. Remember walking through that with me? Yeah. And the, I, the first time I saw the Chevy tracks, I think I had seen it, uh, seen photos of it on um in a news story or something. And I couldn't believe that's what that was. And then they had it on display at the LA auto show. And they, I guess they had finally added the price starting at about $20,000. And I thought, well, that cannot be for $20,000. It can't be a great car. Right. And even, or maybe you ask, start to add all the good things on. And then it gets really, then it goes like blues, like 35 grand. Right. And so that's what I'm driving this week is the Chevy Trax.
0: Oh, nice.
1: And I can't believe how much I like it.
0: It's really? amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is amazing. $25,000 has heated seats. It has wireless CarPlay, wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, wireless charger. Um, what else? Heated steering wheel. has a small sunroof, but it has a sunroof. $25,000 all in. I was just shocked. Just shocked. That, and it's a really pretty car. And that's a car that honestly, I never would have looked at if I hadn't gone to an auto show. Right. Yeah. You know, so um, if you're wondering why I'm asking, talking about auto shows, it is because I'm excited to introduce our guest today, Jennifer Morand, who is the president of the Chicago Auto Show. Have you been to the Chicago Auto Show?
0: Yes, last year was my first, or this year was my first. So 2023 was my first time this past February. And I hope to go again in 2024. What did you think? That was a great show. It's massive. It's like one of the biggest shows I've been to. I think it's only second to LA for the size of show. And the amount of ride and drives and speaking of shopping for a car and amazing place to shop for an EV because you can literally compare them all on the ride and drives. Um, Yeah
1: it's a great show. Yeah and if you if you're we were there for media days of course so we get a little preview and then prepare content so that while the show's going on uh, consumers can see what's going on and, and get an idea right. So there was a couple of other things though that we didn't get to see. There's a big gala. Uh, that kicks off the auto show on the Friday night and then it opens to the public on Saturday morning. And they also have a 5K race inside the convention center. Uh, I think it's on that first opening Saturday morning. So people, um, because, you know, it's cold and snowy and runners um, end up like doing a lot of running on treadmills in Chicago in the winter. So it's really nice to put on your shorts and sneakers and go for a 5K run inside the convention center. So I love all the cool things. It's the Chicago Auto Show. I might actually just call it like the auto festival because they always have so much stuff going on. And uh, Jen Morand, I'll just give a quick little intro to her because she's somebody, I've known her for a while and it's been amazing to watch her growth, her trajectory from marketing director to president of the Chicago Auto Show. So without further ado, welcome to What Drives Her, the podcast about women who are changing the automotive industry from the inside. Please welcome our guest today, Jen Moran, president of the Chicago Auto Show. I am really excited to introduce our guest today, uh, someone who has been a colleague and now I consider a friend um, who I run into at various places on on my travels. And it's so great when our paths cross and, and we can sit and chat because we are kindred spirits. We're both really focused on not only this great world of automotive, but also bringing more women into it. And empowering women not only uh, to work in this industry but also as consumers. Please meet my friend Jennifer Morand, president of the Chicago Auto Show. Hi, Jen. Hi, Scotty. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for being here. So we were in in full disclosure. We're also planning uh, some things for the Chicago Auto Show, which will happen in early February 2024. And uh, it's kind of getting exciting to feel the show and all the plans ramping up.
2: Yeah, it is. And it's it's so interesting you say that because it's like when Labor Day kind of passes the the lights with switches and it's all auto show all the time. Um, but we have a lot of wonderful things in store. We're already fully underway with our planning um, and we're I'm very actually excited to announce that we have. Um, all the brands back that we had last year, but we're also adding, continuing to add. So um, more to come. Can't share all of it yet, but it's really positive for the show. And it's, and I'm just, I'm thrilled to, to, uh, to see it come to fruition this year.
1: And you have a second event that you're doing this year that you haven't, that you, I guess that's the first time you did it was last year. So it's the second mm-hmm. time for the second event.
2: What is that? right so it's called chicago drives electric and it's an all-electric hybrid and plug-in hybrid basically a test drive event and an educational event for consumers to come out. So we're hosting that at the end of this month. And it's based out of our office, actually in Oak Brook Terrace, which is just outside the city. Um, And so it's a little bit different venue than McCormick Place and people are used to at the Chicago Auto Show. But the idea is for people to jump behind the wheel, actually test drive the latest EVs, hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and compare them back to back. So we actually have a dozen brands that are participating this year, um, which is up from last year. We have about 40 vehicles for people to drive. And so so the concept is really that they can register for a two-hour time slot and experience as many vehicles as they can within that time slot. And last year, we we virtually sold out overnight. And this year, we're ramping up to um, really look the same. The, the response has just been so overwhelming in such a positive way from consumers um, that they're just just the knowledge and, you know, there's just not a lot out there on EVs. And if you, you know, if you're thinking about an EV, there's just a lot more that goes into it than just, you know, purchasing a vehicle or leasing a vehicle, like an internal combustion engine. You need to really learn about how it's gonna apply in your day-to-day lives, um, what that means for, you know, what do you need in terms of at-home charging or infrastructure on the go, um, all of that. So we're, we're here to break it down for everybody.
1: So what was your
2: experience like the first time, what'd you think the first time you drove an electric car? I was surprised to to actually all the pick up and go. I mean, it's just the fact that you know you think electric vehicles are slow, and I was very surprised to learn that they they're actually very quite quite fast if they can be. Um, and then all the technology too. I think it just takes a little bit of time to get to you know get familiar with the types of technology. Um, just making sure you know you're familiar with you know the range and you know I just think the biggest the biggest. Uh, issue for people to tackle is you know that range anxiety they talk about that all the time but um you know if you're not familiar with an electric vehicle you know i think it's just trying to understand wrap your head around how it could fit into your lifestyle and so um you know i'm not an expert certainly um you Scotty, actually very much are But we do have experts on site who can answer questions, Hility, which is ComEd. And then we're also engaging with other um, sponsors. We have Cars.com that's going to help people just even find their search. So, you know, it's our job to kind of bring in the experts and help educate the public. Um, And actually that same concept, the branding of Chicago Drives Electric, Uh, came into the Chicago Auto Show last year, as you might remember, um, Mm -hmm. Scotty, because you were at our show, but it was in the form of a 100,000 square foot EV test track. A lot of fun. We had five brands on that track. Um, Now, just to caveat, people aren't actually driving, but they're riding along because of liability and safety indoors. But um, yeah, but we are thrilled because we're going to be bringing that concept and theme back into the Chicago Auto Show as well.
1: So the Chicago Auto Show, like a lot of auto shows, has become more more like an amusement park <laughs> and less like a, yes. uh, you know, car display, which is, you know, what they had been in the past. It always been sort of these static displays. And now they're much more like an amusement park with these, you know, Jeep rides and Bronco mm-hmm. rides and, and the, the sort of the F-150 drag strip, these, right. So, um, what is it that you envision where auto shows are gonna go from there? Cause they've, they've become pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: what, what's next? Yeah, it's a really good question. So, you know, it used to be that it was cars on carpet and essentially, I mean, it was just their static displays, but you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it is, our show is in motion. Um, and I, I feel like I keep saying that phrase because the vehicles are in motion, but it's also all the different activations that are going on within the show. Um, we had seven indoor test tracks last year. That is quite a lot. I mean, we do have the space in McCormick Um, So, you know, we're a million square feet of our show floor. So we have the space, but um, seven indoor test tracks, we had four outdoor test drive experiences hosted by manufacturers as well. And so, you know, really, you asked the question about where do I see the show going in the future? I think it's just going to continue to, to look like that in terms of very much experiential. Um, and you know and that's really where we're seeing that consumers really want to, to be because it's more of an entertainment aspect. You know, what's in it for me, if you're not looking for a new vehicle, if you're not shopping, or if you're not a, a car enthusiast, why would I come? Well, it's the entertainment factor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think everyone can get excited. We always see that the lines form around the Jeep track, people rush into the show and they head right back to Jeep and they're in and their way, they wait in lines for, I mean, it's, it's an hour or more sometimes. And I can't, you know, for me, I mean, I'm the show producer, but to wrap your head around, you know, it's like a two minute experience, but you know, it's, it's just like the amusement park mentality, like you said, and people love it. And, um, so we're actually shaping up to have, we could even have more test tracks this year. I'm still waiting to see how that shakes out. Um, so it's 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 really exciting to see where where things are headed. Well, it is the
1: auto shows definitely have transformed. Another thing that's transformed is the um, the product specialists, the introduction on product specialists. I mean, it's nothing new, but I do think there are a lot of people who have this misconception that they go to an auto show and then they're talking to salespeople when they ask a question about a car they're talking to a salesperson, but they're not. And so just for those who don't know, maybe people who haven't been to an auto show in a long time, um, what's that experience
2: like when you have a question about a car, you want to know something? Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me what that's like. It's, it's such a wonderful experience because you're able to talk to knowledgeable people and back-to-back. It's kind of what I was mentioning with the test drive experiences back-to-back. You can get a wealth of knowledge. Um, you can get very specific information on the vehicles and just really engage in a conversation with somebody who's going to help you navigate if you don't know what you're looking for. Some people do. Some people just have a lot of questions. Um, and you mentioned that they're not salespeople, which is correct. They're not you know your. T- I guess you would think of your typical salesperson. They're not trying to get you in the car today. They're just. They're just really there to help guide you through the process, um, and they're really helpful and and oftentimes just wonderful people just to just to talk with. You know there there used to be the former mentality of you know the the females like on the turn ta- t- you know turnstables and it, it's just not that anymore. I mean you're seeing it's a hybrid of it's females it's males and it's just people who are really knowledgeable about their product and and they're excited to share about it
1: it's great too and i i one of the things i love one of my favorite things about going to the auto show is seeing what all the product specialists are wearing uh, because they are always like on trend so (laughs) you're wearing like the latest dress the latest Uh shoes the latest blazers they they i i know some of them uh they're actually they're um, outfits are sourced from Neiman Marcus. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And uh, the ones from a bunch of the brands are sourced on Neiman Marcus. And then some of them really want to put across like that adventure uh, mm-hmm. sensibility. And so they might be more like you know, wearing, you know, Merrell's or, you know, Mm -hmm. things that you might find at like an REI uh, to get across that idea of like, you're going to be wearing these shoes and going, you know, that backpack and Mm -hmm. all the gear, all the equipment that you can, they're, they're dressed so they can do that, those things. They can, Put down the seats, they can put a roof rack on and, and those kinds of things, which I think is really cool to be able to see the cars demonstrated that way, not just on the test track, but, you know, how does how does it work installing that roof or how does it work taking the roof down and they can show you those things, which is really great.
2: Yeah. And it fits a lifestyle too. I think people like to see that. And if, you know, I'm thinking Subaru, just when you were talking about, you know, the outdoors, you can't not think of Subaru and you walk into their exhibit and it's like, you're in a whole nother world. It's an immersive experience. Like you're in, you know, last year they had the national park theme, um, which was super cool and engaging if if you haven't had a chance to see it. But, you know, I mean, you literally feel like you're walking into a different universe. And I think that um, just going back to that amusement park, kind of, you know, it's like a Disney world mentality of, you know, you're being transported into this different world and Super does a fantastic job of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Even if it's just, you know, whether it's, um, you know, it's, it's the gear they're wearing or if it's the kind of the style that they're putting off in their display, but it, you really bring people in. And I think that it makes a connection with somebody when they're trying to figure out what vehicle that, that might be right for them. And, and they really kind of get sucked into this. It's really a lifestyle, you know? Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's changed so much just in the few years I've been
1: covering it. So I'm going to shift gears here just a a little bit, Um, because when I first met you, you were the marketing manager for Mm -hmm. for the Chicago Auto Show. And then a couple of years ago, we got this um, surprise email. I want to say it was almost in the middle of the night saying you were appointed president of the Chicago Auto Show. And so it's been two years, two and a half years?
2: Actually, it's just been, it's been over a year. It seems like it's dog been, years oh though. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
0: seems like longer. Yeah. So
2: tell us about your journey um,
1: and, and why you wanted to be in cars. Where'd you start and how'd you get here?
2: It's such a great question. And honestly, if you were to ask me where I thought I would be, I would not have said here. I I truly wouldn't. Now, that said, I grew up coming to the Chicago Auto Show. So my family is from Chicago area. So I've come to the show ever since I was a small child with with my dad and and actually his father, my grandfather. Um, And so I have such fond memories of coming to the Chicago Auto Show. But like we were talking about a little bit earlier, that show is very different than what it looks like today. Um, You know, and so I just never, I just never really thought about going into automotive. And then, you know, it, it kind of one, one door opens another, you know, and it's all about connections. And actually Dave Sloan is my co-president. You, you mentioned about, you know, taking over. And so he announced his retirement and we kind of worked out this, this transitional period, which has just been such a lovely experience because Dave has, has been with the Chicago auto show for so long. Um, So to have his historical knowledge, has just been a blessing. And then, you know, but he also gives me the, you know, the, the wheel and say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping down and, um, and I have a lot of the creative, you know, liberties and freedom to, to kind of put some of my ideas to life. And it's just been, it's been a great partnership. And um, we've done a lot, you know, it seems like you mentioned two years, it seems like I've been in my position more than just over a year. Um, but I have a lot of, of, I'm very just passionate about the role. I'm passionate about the industry. Um, you know, I, I always say about this, this role is like, it's like home. i you know, being able to make friends like you, Scotty, we met, you know, almost a decade ago now, and it's just, it's amazing to see how far, you know, our relationship has come professionally and personally, but, you know, there's so many others like that out there too. And I know you can feel the same appreciation. Um, I just feel truly honored to be able to work with everybody. I I do both at the CATA, the producers of the Chicago Auto Show, um, but as well as our media friends, our manufacturers, and of course our dealers, it's just such a great tight knit community.
1: So what brought you into automotive? Was your was Chicago Auto Show your first automotive
2: job? It was. And so I actually had an internship experience right out of college. Um, and I was doing um, public relations for McDonald's. And so very different. <laughs> McDonald's, very different from cars. Um, and actually, Dave Sloan, who I was just referencing, he used to work at this agency that I was at, Golan Harris, um, when he was back in his GM days. And so he got my name somehow And so I kind of feel like it's all, it's all fate. And this was many years ago now. So I did an internship out um, from that. And then I went back to the agency world and um, again, did not work on automotive. I was, I had a, um, worked on the got milk campaign. So the milk mustache ads did advertising. Um, I traveled the country, did media messaging for got milk. Um, so very, very different from automotive. And then it, it so happened that they were, um, kind of expanding roles and shifting roles at the CATA and Dave called again and said, Hey, what would it take to have you come back? And, you know, let me share about this new role. And they were creating a new role, um, which I was able to morph, which has been, which was fantastic. It was public relations, a mix of marketing, as you mentioned, and then digital social media. And so that was really my background. And so I took my skills here back to the CATA and this is where I've been now for more than a decade. And, you know, so being able to, rise up into this leadership role has been a blessing. And, um, you know, because I have the inherent knowledge, and I've been here, it's just applying kind of my, my background in marketing and digital to, um, you know, to the CATA. And so um, I I just, you know, now I can't imagine not being in the auto industry.
1: It's funny how automotive can really um, become all encompassing. You don't even think that's something you want to do. And then you get there and you can't imagine not doing it, right?
2: it's it's so true and i think it's it's such a dynamic industry i mean obviously it's ever changing which is exciting um certainly from all the product to just the lifestyle changes of electric vehicles you know on the rise and all of the technology that is just enhanced i mean continuously i was at an event last night for one of our dealers it was a lincoln dealer and i had the um great opportunity of talking to two of their marketing executives and both females in the leadership positions, which was fantastic and just had a wonderful talk with them. And, but just how exciting they're, you know, launching new products, there's the EVs that on, on the horizon, I'm sure they're going to be talking about here soon. Um, but just, it's such a dynamic industry. And I think that, you know, to be a part of it now is is key. And the other thing I've noticed too, I'm sure, Scotty, you've appreciated this over the years is seeing more females in leadership type positions in the auto industry. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I started in the auto industry, that just was not the case. And so I almost, it took me a while to see if I even fit. I I didn't, I couldn't picture myself. I never thought of myself for this role. I'll tell you that. I mean, completely never picture myself in this role because I just, not that I didn't think I could do it. I just thought I just, that didn't look like me. You know, the people who are in these roles don't look like me. And so therefore I, I just thought I, you know, never, never could imagine myself. Um, but so you know, it's really changing, and I think that it's it's really positive that you know just having different perspectives, different leadership type styles in this industry has is just a really good thing for for auto um, as a whole.
1: And I think you're so right. I, I, when I started doing this, I sort of gave it a year. So, well, I'll, I'll I'll try it for a year and see if it's a fit for me. But I didn't I didn't know that it would be. Um, within the first year, I knew I was in the right place. I knew I found my home, but it yeah. definitely, definitely took a while. And that was when you and I met. And I'm going to say thank you for taking my call, <laughs> or my, replying to my <laughs> message. Um, because when you, st- you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to make a lot of call- cold calls. I didn't, I didn't know you. I don't re- remember even, I guess maybe I found your name on a site or something. Or sure. maybe I messaged somebody else and they forwarded my email to you, but, um, you messaged me and said, you know, we want to do something to recognize women who are taking a role in the automotive industry and growing, growing their careers. And so we had started a a sector section on the site called what drives her. We were profiling, writing stories about, um, female executives and, and leaders and, and others who are, you know, just influential in automotive. And, um, uh, we decided to start the "What Drives Her" event at the Chicago Auto Show. So, 2024 will be our seventh. Is that the case? I believe it's our eighth year. Eighth? Oh my yeah, gosh. eighth yes. year. Wow. And so, tell me why you wanted to to do something to celebrate women in automotive.
2: Right. And so, going back to that moment, I remember exactly where I was. I was I was sitting in an airplane. And I remember sending you an email, um, luckily the Wi-Fi was working, and I was, I was just thinking about on the plane, like, we, where could we really grow and what opportunities would we have? Um, and you were the first person I thought of when I was trying to build this event. I knew I needed a partner, and I knew I needed uh, somebody who saw the bigger vision and who was smart and a collaborator, and I immediately thought of you because we had had previous conversations b- before that. And you got right back to me with absolutely, let's talk. And we just, from there, I feel like it's just been kind of a a wild ride because I, I mean, truly didn't believe that it could have grown into what it is today. And it certainly could not have done it without your collaboration and in your leadership. Um, And obviously you have many great connections in the industry, so that's been fantastic. But, you know, this event has, has grown and, it's very unique. It's, it's, it's really a rare event that I don't, I don't believe um, many other t- like similar events like ours host something like this, at least to my knowledge. Um, if they do, I, let me know. I, I just, I haven't seen any like this. And I think what's, what's special about it is that it gives the opportunity to shed light on some amazing females in the industry. And they can range from the manufacturing side to the retailing side. We just added um, this past year at award or actually two years ago, rather, an award to highlight these women. And you had that idea because we we hadn't done that in the past. And it's just such a wonderful way to just, to just applaud these females who are driving our industry forward day in, day in and out. And, you know, it's, it's just been incredible to to watch. And so, um, you know, it's grown, there's over 100 attendees that, that come to the event, and it's all during the industry days. So it's not public. And I'm still trying to figure out a way we can take it take it public to create kind of a a, a bigger networking sort of, um, you know, um, job, almost like a job sort of networking fair, if you will, at the at the auto show. But maybe that's down the road. So but I just I've really enjoyed it because, you know, it brings together, you know, media, OEMs, you know, third party suppliers and all the industry people in, in for one common um, you know, cause and goal, and that's to hear from them. And and I think beyond just the celebration, and you can attest to this too, is just the amount of knowledge and information, and just the wealth of understanding. Like I'm taking away from just listening to these leaders on the stage, and um, you know, it's it's also very much an educational event too. So it's been mm-hmm. very exciting.
1: It has been. It has been. And we've had some incredible speakers on the stage. Um, we've had some incredible moments on uh, at these at the What Drives Her Luncheon and uh, breakfast. We started as a lunch and then ended up as a breakfast. But um, and then the the awards were well received. And um, it's been such a great partnership. And I I think that I think you're right. I don't think there's another event like this every auto show has something that it does that's unique and stands apart from other shows um and i you know it would be great to see this uh take more of a a public facing um persona mm-hmm. for this event. I, I totally agree with you. I think bringing people in and um and and be, and putting them around cars. <laughs> I like that. I yep. like that too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think yeah. that there's so many different opportunities available for so many different types of roles that, you know, women, I'm talking about women because we're that's we're talking about what drives her in particular, but anybody who's looking to get an industry, I mean that's there's so many roles. And if you just think about you know, opening up people's eyes to it. And I even had a thought of, you know, working with the girls, local Girl Scouts troops to bring them in. Maybe they can get a badge for coming to this experience and just showing young women, even just young girls, just how many opportunities there are for them in this industry, because I certainly did not picture myself in this industry because I just never was exposed to it before. Right, and I private. think that there's so many people who say that
1: same thing, is that I didn't see anybody there who looked like me, so I didn't think I would fit. And you know, for us as women, um, it's the, it's that's less and less true now. There are so many more women, yes. but um, if you're you know someone of color, if you're someone you know LGBTQ, if you're you know feeling like you don't fit in in any of the there's so many places in the world where right. we don't really feel welcome. And automotive should be, you know, the last place where no one feels welcome because it's such a huge industry and it needs so many people, especially people who are enthusiastic, people who want a good opportunity, people who want to learn and build a career. Um, there just are so many great opportunities, and they need. And this is an industry that needs people, and that's the the crazy thing. There are a lot of industries that say, you know, Hollywood or whatever, are like, well, you can try, but we don't really need you, right? right? But automotive, they need people and and they're actively recruiting. So I think there's, I think we have more to do, Jen. I think <laughs> we do. It's just, it's just the beginning, right? <laughs> so let me ask you this, because you're a mom, you have two kids mm-hmm. and a husband and a very busy life. You work full time and that's a hard thing uh, to, to split your time and split your interests that way. And especially now that you have this um, elevated role and very visible role. So what's your, what's your secret or what are your, what are your favorite tips to, uh, doing all the things without, uh, without letting anything really suffer?
2: Yeah, no, it's a great question. And I think, you know, a lot of times people talk about the balance at home, you know, at work, or I don't know that there's, a, I don't know that there's balance. I just think you have to truly be passionate about what you do. And honestly, a lot of it Overlaps, So I'll give you a great example of this. So I was, I don't take many days off, but I recently, because my new role, um, but I took, I was said, okay, I'm going to take off these two days to spend with my children before they go back to school. And we're going to do all the things. We're going to get all the school supplies and all that good stuff. Well, it turned out, which was which was actually great, but there was an opportunity to be featured um, on NBC in Chicago and talk about a great initiative that we were doing, a charitable initiative. And we partnered with the dealer to do it. And so it was just a wonderful story. And they reached out and said, could you come on and, and do this TV interview and share about this experience? And that was one of the days I was planning to take t- time with my children and I so I obviously didn't turn it down. It was a great opportunity. But what I what I ended up doing was I brought my almost ten year old daughter down with me, and she got to be behind the set, and she, we did a, a day in the city, and she got met all my media friends, um, and the dealer who we who we were with. And so it was just I just use that as an example. Um, not prepared for the questions you're about to ask me. But when you were talking, it just popped into my head. It's not this or that. It's really kind of a hybrid. And then I thought to myself, what a wonderful, enriching experience for her, you know, whether she goes in whatever industry she goes into. um, Mm -hmm. But just to be able to see behind the scenes at a TV station, it's almost like a a mini, you know, externship. You know, she did a, she did a, a, a tour of this, you know, one of the top rated studios in in a major city. And she got to see the inner workings of behind the scenes. And so anyway, I just share that because I don't, you know, obviously it's, everyone's busy and, you know, you can look at it any different way, but um, I feel honored to be in this role. And I hope that, you know, my kids, you know, they, they do say, of course, mom, you're always traveling. You're, you know, why, why do you have to travel? And, and I said, well, you know, I don't have, you know, it's not that I, I have to, and I'm making these decisions to do it, but it's, it's because it's, it's one thing is, is kind of leading to another. And I'm, and I, and I, and I hope that they see that, you know, th- their mom is, is, is driven. And and so that it's just going to naturally, you know, when, when they get older, it's, that's just what they know. Right. And, and hopefully, you know, and, you know, my mom was a stay at home mom. And so I didn't know anything else, uh, but um, I just hope that my kids look up to me and just, just see the the drive. And I, and I hope that work ethic, you know, translates to them as well, which I'm sure it will
1: be the person you want your children to be that's right 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 yeah Absolutely. it's easier said than
2: done <laughs> that is true and i'm not always that person but but if you put it in that perspective and you just you just try your best and that's what i tell my kids it's just yeah. if you tried your best you know that's that's all that matters so so
1: chicago auto show 2024 what so give us the dates of chicago drives electric and the main show
2: Yes. So Chicago Drives Electric is going to be taking place this September, September 29th through October 1st in Oakbrook Terrace. So we just launched registration. Um, so it, it is live on ChicagoAutoShow.com. And again, you must be pre-registered to attend that because um, vehicles and, and spots are limited. We want it to make it just a really good experience for everybody. And then Chicago Auto Show will be this February, um, and that'll be February 10th to the 19th at McCormick Place. And then two days prior is our media preview. So we will again have a two-day media preview February 8th and 9th with our First Look for Charity Black Tie Gala the evening of February 9th, which is a Friday night. So we are are ramping up and we're very excited. Um, And if people can't uh, come out to Chicago Drives Electric this fall, like I mentioned, we're putting that test truck back into the Chicago Auto Show. So there's an opportunity to still experience latest EVs, hybrids, plug-in hybrids at the Chicago Auto Show in February.
1: That's awesome. Well, I will definitely be there in February. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Always look forward to uh, February in Chicago and being inside McCormick Place, and not outside in the weather.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know it's, it's the best. And we, we always say there's really not much else to do in Chicago in February. So everybody's coming to the Chicago Auto Show.
1: That's awesome.
2: Thank you so much
1: for being here with Thank us and, and sharing your story um, I know you're an inspiration to people as well, and um, it takes it takes all of us to put ourselves out there to let other women and girls, especially like your daughter, your 10-year-old daughter, to know that they can do this and more.
2: I appreciate it. I'm so honored to be a part of this po- podcast, and I congratulate you for getting this started, and I'm just so excited to see where this will take you. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here, Jen.
0: Not only is the Chicago Auto Show exciting and innovative and different, I love all the activities and things around the show, like you said, kind of like a festival. Um, but I loved meeting and hearing from Jen. She is just not what you'd expect when you think president of an auto show, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's a young mom. She has elementary aged kids and, um, she, you know, has a traditional marketing background, uh, and agency. She's been with the show for a while, of course. But, yeah, it's exciting to see this new face of the auto business in people like Jennifer Morand, who bring um, a lot of modern ideas, a lot of, uh, just more relevance and create an environment around cars that is really more like the life we live around our cars, as opposed to just sort of a old-fashioned shopping experience.
0: Yeah. Or an industry experience. She's really made it very um, holistic, like a, a full experience, right? For the whole family.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot to see and do. and uh, And I think that one of the things that they've done too, that is pretty cool is they have uh, Chicago drives electric, which is sort of on the other side of the calendar. So that's how takes place in the summer. Um, and people can go out and drive electric cars and try them out and um, see what it's like to drive an electric car, which is a really different experience than a gas car. So I applaud her, her uh, creativity and her innovation and in thinking about what the auto show is. And it's lovely to see her. I'm so thrilled to see Jen, uh, rising to this level. And I know that she'll inspire more women to, to take that leap or believe that they could do this as well. And she's not alone. There are other women, Terry Tonies, who's the president of the LA auto show, uh, is a woman. And, Mm -hmm. uh, she's not as young as Jen, but she once was, and was, you know, um, uh, a young woman, a younger woman than probably all of her male colleagues mm-hmm. when she started running the LA Auto Show. And there are a few other women, but uh, it's, it's great to see women like Jennifer um, having an impact on the automotive industry.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely
1: agree. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for this, uh, for What Drives Her, the podcast that talks to women who are changing the automotive industry from the inside. Uh, what Drives Her is a production of A Girl's Guide to Cars, myself, Scotty Reese, and Connie Peters, uh, edited by Stephanie Howard, music by Mbado. Please uh, follow along, click to subscribe. Subscribe to our newsletter and uh, find us anywhere that you find your podcasts. Thanks. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye everyone.